0: Welcome to the 2015 Year in Review from the UR Team Number podcast. My name is Michael Harmstone, and joining me as always is the Canadian who, when he's cast on major Race Canada, will be the only person to appropriate more things than Gino and Jesse. Logan Saunders. Afternoon. One lady who reminds her children every day that they came out of her belly, Michelle Pierce-Denovan. Morning. And the Australian who performs better when we make him angry, Ben Powell. Howdy. <laughs> <laughs> There's one from each of the seasons we're covering there for you. <laughs> You can tweet us directly at YatnCast, or using the hashtag YatnCast, or emails at yatncast at gmail.com. And as is traditional now, we'll be talking about all of the Amazing Race seasons from the past year, so that's 26, 27, and Canada 3, as well as answering some of your actually quite decent questions.
1: Ooh, bonus!
0: And no doubt doing some impressions, because there have been requests, including probably my favourite question we've ever received, which is, can you do any other impressions in Chris? (laughs) do you want me to do any other impressions in chris of course so we will go in chronological order we'll start with 26 Uh, and i think it's fair to say that we were all a little bit confused by the concepts when it was announced
1: i think that's going to be like a um what's the word theme from every even season from now on
0: but yeah it was 26 was the dating season combining six teams of pre-existing couples with five sets of blind dates
2: who did extremely well?
0: Yeah, I've been advocating for an All Stranger season forever, so I was actually quite pleasantly surprised by this. And David Bindley did ask what were the best and worst legs of each season. So we'll go, we'll go for this uh, for all three seasons that we cover.
1: I'd say the worst leg of season 26 was probably the first one.
0: Yeah, I'd say once the season left Asia, it got awesome because then we. Then we were just full Hayley, full Jeff and Bracky.
3: That might be one of the slowest season premieres I've seen, whether it comes to Survivor or The Amazing Race, in terms of just nothing happening from start to finish.
2: Because they had to introduce everybody. So but they were much.
3: in the, the mud pit for, like, 20 minutes of the episode.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say that was, like, one or two funny moments, but then, like, the rest was sort of a drag. And, the leg like, after that wasn't good either. I mean, I did rewatch a, I did re-watch a bit of the season, like... A week ago and legs three and four are pretty good but apart from that it apart the first two episodes are pretty stale
0: to be fair from what we've heard about behind the scenes stories about jackie especially that wasn't the dirtiest she got all season
1: oh okay. yes no comment i get
2: it
0: <laughs> and we are actually going to touch upon those behind the scenes stories
2: i'm sure we will i've
0: had a request from mark highfield to um to go back to those because we were discussing it last week so three standout teams for me were Mike and Rob, Blair, and Haley and Jeff and Bracky. Are there any objections to those three teams being the standout teams? Uh,
3: I would probably put Blair and Haley in the top three for sure. Maybe give a nod to Mike and Rochelle as well. And then the third spot? Eh, Well, with Jeff and Bracky, it's not so much the... It's more of the jokes that we make about them rather than what they actually did during the race that would make them top three. But I could see just the whole uh, meltdown with Curtin and Bergen uh, being up there, being the most mismatched uh, couple that we've ever seen.
0: And literally impacting the race as much as the Did You push My Sports Bar Off The Ledge incident did. hmm Because they basically forced Ford to pull out as sponsors.
3: Humiliated Ford by, by making it look like their vehicles are inoperable.
0: Would you like to see an All Stranger season?
3: Not even like dating couples, just people who don't know each other that are that production matches up, thinking that they'd be compatible in terms of delivering for the TV audience at home.
2: Yeah, I think it'd be interesting, especially if they don't just do male and females. You know, they and they don't have to specifically date. They could just be two girls who are straight, and they, you know, they're just friends. They don't have. It's not a dating premise, but they actually um, thought about doing that for Australia.
1: here's a open question why did they not have a lesbian couple i don't know
3: did anybody tweet that to production asking them directly why there wasn't a lesbian couple on 26 or were they just off the hook for that
1: they'll be really associated with like you know us i guess and we you know we question everything
0: my suspicion is that they probably didn't feel like they had strong enough lesbians to try and pair up because they obviously went into the season aiming to try and get some love matches out of it they didn't officially get any jeff and jackie were the closest to it but they everyone came out of the season as friends in terms of the blind aces.
1: Apart from Bergen and Kurt.
0: No, I, th- I think they're still friends, I just don't think they're... they're... engaged. Yeah, they're exactly. They're engaged now. They got engaged.
1: That's <laughs> blocked Bergen on, on Twitter. Really? Yeah, there's an image about it, and I throw it on stocks.
3: Yeah, I saw that, yeah. That he said that on Twitter a couple months ago, saying that Kurt just outright blocked him. This was after the, the fake proposal. So you assume that they're good friends, but evidently, fake proposal or not, uh, I guess we were wrong.
2: It's friendly, not
1: it's a thing throughout the amazing race though like um how many how many lesbian couples have there been on the amazing race debbie
0: and bianca carol and brandy debbie oh. and bianca
3: weren't a lot of which i mistakenly thought at one time but uh you have, K- you have kate and pat from season 12 they uh, they were an electrifying uh, presence uh, during that season if i recall correctly biggest characters besides ron and christina
0: yeah i think it was purely because they probably didn't feel like they had a viable lesbian couple Or maybe
3: none just live near where where the casting agents live in uh, Los Angeles. They have to move to a lesbian community for them to have a shot at being cast on the show.
0: I would rather that they didn't do it for the sake of doing it if they feel like they have a better team to put in instead.
1: Why do they do it with, they do it with the same with the token black couple and the token gay couple of season for the sake of doing it.
0: If I had a choice between a really interesting pair or having a pair just to say they've got a pair.
1: So Harley and Jonathan.
0: Oh yeah, despite the fact that they were electrifying presences when literally their throw image was of their mushroom date night. <laughs> and one of them going under the water. I can't even remember. I think it was Harley who went under the water. Yeah. Uh, And another introduction in this season was the introduction of selfie cams. Are we seeing more
3: of those on 28? Is that that the general consensus that it's just because they're all social media stars that it's just going to be the reemergence of the selfie cam?
1: I sadly
0: think so.
2: I don't mind them. Well, it
1: wasn't bad, was it? Because it's
2: part of the world now. Everyone takes selfies, except, you know, I don't really take many, but it's just the world, and... I think it's quite cute sometimes to see some behind the scenes stuff
0: yeah the thing is in the germany leg the one with the driving the forwards backwards they did also use them as a gps which is more what i have issue with if they're actually giving them maps now that's kind of takes half the fun
1: out of the race it's a, it's a bit of a minor issue though i mean the attempts by amazing race us to come off as like up with the times comes off sort of like Clinton using like um tweets going like um use your favorite emoji to describe the financial situation what is up fellow young people that did lead to like the actual funny moment of you know episode two um hey we're about to leave from a we're about to leave the train station from, to, from tokyo to holy shit the train's gone
0: Nobody's mentioned the highlight of the season yet, which was the unaired episode that appeared during March Madness.
1: Oh, yes. <laughs> I, t- I took no part in this.
2: Right, right episode.
0: Yeah, I looked over my notes from that episode, and in no particular order, teams had a root marker at Hamburg's Hamburgers. Uh, there was a roadblock involving Tiny Sausages where Bracky found her date night card, which was a double night night card that they invited both Phil and the Greaser to. Uh, and the detour was showers or chambers, where Blair accidentally got shot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Didn't he lose an arm?
0: I think he lost an arm and a leg. And Hayley still wouldn't let him keep up.
3: So many people bought into that somehow. All, all of the ridiculous ideas we came up with for that
0: week's podcast.
1: Just because you're a double amputee doesn't mean you don't listen, Blair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> In case you haven't guessed or listened to last year's. Um, year in review podcast we did do a fake podcast during 25 where we just took the ideas that we'd all come up with on a thread in one of the groups and ran with it including juggling glass uh and made it ridiculous for 26 because we did the same again but this time we just decided to make it as ridiculous to see if people would actually believe us
3: and they fell for it both times
0: (laughs) yes they did and we didn't do one for 27 because you know
3: well there's no there's no episode break during the whole season there they uh they always had one uh airing every Friday, so there wasn't that one week gap where you could pretend that everyone just missed the episode and, and forgot to record it on their PVRs.
0: Having said that, 28 is coming back super early, so I suspect we might have some gaps during 28. It's back on the 12th of February, which is the earliest it's been back in years. uh Survivor usually starts before Amazing Race and Survivor starts the week after. Uh, and I loved the Monaco detour with the gambling on it. It kind of worked with the location.
1: Yes, it did. It's very, very thematically appropriate.
0: And everyone's favorite NPC that I know, Haley still thinks about daily, handsome bush pilot Hagen.
1: Did you have to yell it so loud?
2: He likes that voice.
3: Mm. I think Michael likes Hagen <laughs> more than Haley does. <laughs> or is it Hagen? Is it Hagen or Hagen?
0: It's Hagen, I think. But we did call him Hagen, does?
1: <laughs> does he have a delicious Yum. chocolatey scent? You
0: better ask Haley, Ben.
2: Oh God.
1: Heyo. <laughs> And
0: what I believe we refer to as the biggest dick move in Amazing Race history, the trolling teams with the skydive in Namibia.
3: Oh, yeah. Having a task where everyone thinks they're going to skydive, and instead it's just a uh, production saves a bunch of money by turning it into a run across the desert in Namibia to retrieve a gnome. The gnome gets the skydive, but not the actual teams.
0: And even better, uh, Laura and Tyler actually won a skydive on that leg because they won a trip to Queenstown. Whoa. And the glorious scenes of transporting animals as well to so that pit stop.
1: Yeah, that another. Oh
2: yes, anything with animals. Honestly, anything with animals gets everyone complaining.
0: Given that I was re-listening to the Cat and Jesse podcast, there was I got up to the bit with the baboons actually, and that was glorious for them as well. Yes, but we'll get to that later. Mm-hmm. And Haley's one episode amazingness in Am- Amsterdam was just a highlight. If I may. You've Never listen, Blair.
1: I think that was like the actual time that quote came into play because, like, I know there was like variations in the previous legs, but that was, I think that was the time she actually did scream that exact quote.
0: Yes, it was. And the wearing the helmet uh, skew-whip as well.
1: Oh god! Just complete, just, complete yes. just, just, ma- just complete the mad. Just complete the mad. Just complete the madwoman ensemble. We've we've got to talk about the, like the biggest controversy of the season: the potato spitting.
2: How
0: dare anyone do that
3: there was an actual protest the petition that somebody wrote online and one of the i think it was somebody who was a member of one of the facebook groups but they created the petition on the on the petition.org or whatever that website is and they got an astounding 20 signatures and they wanted tyler and laura to be immediately eliminated from the race and then other commenters said hey the race already finished filming months ago so they said oh well Maybe just, uh, find the money from the whatever prize they win. And then, uh, and then went after Tyler and Laura won, I don't think they came up with an alternative for a potential punishment for them spitting on potatoes. Bill was going to disqualify them at the finish line, but decided against it.
0: Can you imagine them going back and re-recording the finish line, saying, "Lauren Tyler, you are the first team to arrive, but you have a twenty-four
1: hour penalty for spitting on potatoes." And Is instead, Miss means?
3: Philippines wins the Amazing Race twenty-six. 26- <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 it'd be like that. It'd be like that ending of the uh, um, America's Next Top Model All Stars, where they just record this completely weird. Um, all- also ending after someone's already been, well, sort of after someone's already been crowned, just to like, own, um, we're going to have a totally natural conversation about how new information has come to light, which disqualifies Angelia. So, Lisa, the, thir- the 30-year-old has won America's Next Top Model.
0: On the subject of the Miss Philippines thing, I actually showed my brother the Australia's Next Top Model clip. Do you know what I'm talking about, Logan? No idea. It was a result where it was down to the final two on Australia's Next Top Model. And it was, I'm assuming, a public vote, and the host said the wrong name. And then got corrected after like two or three minutes of talking to what she thought was the winner. And Haley also described herself during uh, the Peru legs as a person who never yells, ever. Dear Lord. Well. Haley, you know we love you, but you do yell slightly.
2: As I do, apparently. I don't know. I think I have a loud voice. Well, everyone says I have a loud voice, but I'm just talking normally.
1: You're an you're Australian mom. Of course you have a loud voice. <laughs> it's like Bloody it's... bargains Also
0: everyone had an irrational hatred of the clown emperor as well Of the what? There was a clown? Oh, I don't yeah. remember this yeah, yeah right at the start of the second Peru Like where Mike accidentally knocked his balloons over And Tyler said that he was deathly afraid of clowns And just didn't want to even touch him or Oh
1: yeah uh cooperate with him That entire leg like, is like a blur to me So the only thing I really remember is like Rochelle getting like hip-checked by the boat
3: Over and over and over again Pretty much
1: yeah it doesn't really. It doesn't really match up to the uh, twenty-five final four leg,
0: With the Michael Jackson impersonator and Amy collapsing
1: at the pit stop and the Amy's hostile Any Generation experience.
0: So, what's the best leg of this season?
1: I think the best leg was pro- either Monaco or one of the Africa legs.
0: I'd, I'd probably say Monaco. Maybe the the Germany leg was gloriously
3: ridiculous. I would go Monaco, Germany or Namibia as well. Maybe even the Monaco like just because it did fit in with the theme of the season and there were some pretty ridiculous moments. And how, and how jumbled up the teams were all the way throughout the leg to where you didn't really know who was going to be eliminated until the very end.
0: Well, yeah, Monaco was the first leg in probably about two or three years where I genuinely had no idea who was going to come in first and I genuinely had no idea who was going to come in last because of how... Well, how is a self-drive leg where teams were actually really close together,
1: but not like by design.
0: No, oh no, it was a glorious accident for them.
2: Oh, the self-drive legs, I miss them.
1: And we can all we can all basically agree that the worst leg was probably uh, probably the the first one, right?
0: Definitely one of the two Japan legs, probably the first one, yeah. A pit stop in a parking garage. However, there are some great stories from that pit stop.
2: Go on. Go, do tell, do tell.
0: Well, the week after we finished covering 26, we actually spoke with Mike and Rochelle from Amazing Race 26, Logan and I did. It's a glorious interview. Please go back and check it out, because it was a a great hour, hour and a half of stories. But there were two awesome stories that we got out of them. The first one was the the Japan pit stop. Um, Teams, as you might have seen at the start of the second leg, actually slept in an internet cafe. Now, apparently, that internet cafe was... One of the most disgusting pit stop locations that they have ever had in Amazing Race history. Because not only were teams distracted by businessmen watching varieties of pornography, mm-hmm. uh, but the there was two showers at that uh, internet cafe, and nobody showered because of what was blocking the showers up, shall we say. Ah, uh. semen. Logan. I was trying to be coy about it, Logan, but yes, it was Seaman. Uh, so apparently no one had any showers at the first Japan pit stop because of how disgusting the facilities were. Yeah, and the second story was that in leg three, in the uh, Thailand leg that they won, the first team to complete both sides of the detour actually won the save, but no one did it because that was the zip line or wakeboarding. But of course, no one was ever going to complete the wakeboarding because it was ridiculously hard. Do
1: you reckon that was designed that way or j- just an oversight?
0: I think it was just an oversight because wakeboarding is ridiculous, as we saw in Amazing Race Canada three.
2: Oh my gosh, who hurt themselves so many times? Who was that? Leilani.
0: Yeah. But yeah, there are some glorious stories from that interview. And there's one more story that I am privy to with the Major Ace 26, which is uh, the basis of our, I suppose, jokes about Jeff and Jackie, but really not that far from the truth, which is apparently that Jackie used to walk around the uh, Elimination Station house naked and annoyed everyone there. Oh my goodness. And also they kept having loud sex.
1: Interesting. Interesting.
0: So any jokes that we made about Jeff and Jackie over the past year were probably not far from the truth. It's
3: a good thing that they stopped filming Elimination Station after season 17.
2: Oh. <laughs>
3: the weekly clips. What happened to our Elimination Station this week? We can't show you, so we're going to show you this one-minute video <laughs> of, of uh, puppies in the,
0: at the park. The the cameraman would have just had to film her from the shoulders up.
1: And they're, like, filming a confessional for, like, Harley Harley and Jonathan or whatever, and then this this blur just, like, goes across the background.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, is there anything else to say about 26?
1: Uh, the winner could have been better. Yeah. The winner could have been Blair and Haley, or well, Jelani and Jenny.
3: I haven't. I don't oh, my, have much well, to say about Jelani and Jenny. You know, like we mentioned, almost all the other teams that were on twenty six, and this is the first time we're mentioning them.
1: I wish I could mention them more. It's just uh, you know they. I did like them. It's just not, not in like a tangible. Oh, here are, here is a list of Jelani and Jenny's best moments, sort of way.
0: I think the thing with Jelani and Jenny is they were quite a good match in terms of teammates. They were very competent, and editors don't tend to show competent teams if they can help it when they've got, like, a Blair and Hayley fighting all the time.
3: Well, look at what they did with the Express Pass. They once again made the Express Pass irrelevant once more by just being able to hang on to it until the last possible moments that it could be used for the whole season. That's how strong they were from start to finish.
1: I think the thing with, um, 26 is, like, I think it's positive, is that, like, even though it was all dating couples, that the, um... The producers actually, the, the casting directors actually did like put together a, a, they actually did put together a cast that was varied and not just Logan and Chris times 11. I mean, not as fun as that would be, I could see nobody watching that. So like, you know, you had, it like different variations, like old older, settled couple, um, young, young hopeful newlyweds, um, there's the two kinds of, two kinds of gay couples that there are the top three was like uh two yuppies a doctor and a nurse and a blend team but still
0: yeah i, th- I think it's in edison's best interest to have at least one crazy team to absorb a lot of the airtime because jaylani and jenny were never going to suck up a lot of the airtime when blair and Haley were there for example
3: although they had that random hatred for blair and Haley at the very end of the season i got no story whatsoever suddenly of have jenny swearing about blair and Haley on the on the final leg
0: but so did laura and tyler Lauren Tyler went through Namibia wanting to U-turn Blair and Haley, and then they decided on Jelani and Jenny instead. Or was it Ali and Steve that they U-turned? I can't remember. Anyway, what were you going to say, Ben?
1: Well, what I already said, like, I mean, they were good teams. Like, a lot of them weren't particularly like memorable and weren't particularly like teams that we're going to remember for years to come. But like, they were good. Like, we didn't we didn't discuss Ali and Steve throughout this entire podcast either, or or like really Matt and Ashley, apart from oh yes, they teamed up with Lauren Tyler, and I think the only re- reason we discussed Lauren Tyler is because they won. So. And also the spud potatoes.
0: I would have uh, liked to have seen a bit more from Ali and Steve, because I think they could have been a fun team. But I think, like Jaylani and Jenny, they, they didn't really bicker that much, so they weren't really
1: shown much. They bickered a lot in the last two legs.
3: But I thought they'd win. We I thought, thought they they'd win, win because
1: they were, like, get, they were getting like, the modicum of screen time, which was the season before, I guess.
0: So, from a cast that we can't really talk about to a cast that we love to talk about, because Logan and I actually split the cast preview into two podcasts because it was that good, Canada
1: 3. What a disappointing boot order.
0: Such a great cast, such a terrible boot order.
3: Switch last to us first and you have a spectacular season.
1: So, I think we were
0: actually happy for about six teams to have won in uh, Canada 3, and none of them ended up getting past about sixth place
1: excuse me
0: okay fifth
1: excuse me okay fourth excuse me brent and sean are good though
0: yeah brent and sean were fun i mean i wanted nick and matt to win purely to annoy the old mussolini's but so obviously these standouts from the cast are capped by nick and sprina yeah who had so much potential and were taken from us way too soon and i've got brian and cynthia and dujon and leilani as my others
1: Let's say my top four for the season are in, in in actually this particular order. Brian and Cynthia, Nick and Sabrina, Neil and Kristen, and Dejron and Leilani. If you want to extend it to six, it's like Simeon Opie and Brandon Sean as well.
3: I would give an honorable mention to, uh, to uh, Malias. But I think Who? we all expected that to happen. Malias! Max and Elias! C- come on, Ben. You're killing me first Yes, but they had potential. They were... T- they were taken away from us way too early because... They Alliance were just has so
2: dis- bad, obviously. But uh,
3: they were doing well <laughs> up until the whole roadblock with with the reading task, and Elias did the roadblock like- thinking it was a sports thing, and he has dyslexia, so he couldn't read off the board. It was like the only scenario where they could have been eliminated on the first leg is a dyslexia-related
0: task.
1: They were doing so well until they came across the task. No joke. I have
0: four notes in a row that are just Nick and Sabrina quotes.
2: You did adore Nick and Sabrina though. That's because they're awesome.
1: Is one of them. Oh.
0: <laughs> the orange studio's task is mentioned, yes.
1: <laughs> Casuals, the casual like fans were infuriated by that by that as well. Like that was that's like some power.
0: So, let's start with the negatives, obviously, first. Do we really need another eight Canada legs? No.
1: But Canada's a great country. You never need to go anywhere else.
0: You can just stay
3: right inside your home and never leave.
0: I saw a brilliant joke on Sucks.
1: That's Mike Dickinson, don't do that.
0: I've been following along with the ranking the male-male teams thread... I saw a brilliant quote in uh, the Voldemort Mussolini's one, which was just a quote from John Montgomery. And guys, where are you going to go on your 10 business class flights? Hmm, Toronto? Vancouver?
1: I think that was sort of like, like, like something they'd say that, that was cut at the mat, because that does sound like something they'd say.
0: They said at the finish line that you don't need to leave Canada. Mm.
1: And and weren't they, dis- weren't they disappointed to go to India?
0: Yes, they were disappointed to leave the country because they knew they'd suck outside of the country. Which they
3: did, they... They eliminated every single international leg, and the only legs that they did win were ones within Canada. They're like the exact opposite of what The Amazing Race is supposed
0: to be about. Mm. But of of course, our queens and princesses, Dana and Amanda, thankfully saved them.
1: Almost won the fan favourite.
0: I know Logan loves talking about Dana and Amanda being fan favorites. but <laughs> that, that moment at the reunion show
3: with John Montgomery, or not John Montgomery, with uh, James Duffy being like, well, Gino and Jesse were going to win fan favorite, but uh, they already won the race, so they can't win this prize. So it goes to the runner-ups, Dana and Amanda. James Duffy had absolutely nothing to ask them or to comment on their prize. It's just Dana and Amanda saying... Oh, uh, thank you Newfoundland and Labrador, and then we go to credits and that's the end of the reunion show.
1: I'd find it more hilarious if, like, the Newfoundland voting block that I'm assuming is out there and waiting isn't going to be, like, the same block that's going to, like, vote in on, like, Kenny Brain into Big Brother Canada All-Stars.
0: I just love the fact that Purple Dana and Amanda were the ones to technically win fan-favorite, or at least second in fan-favorite.
3: And that was after, like, right before the finale. That was when the website that was conducting the voting said, oh, there was tampering with the voting, so we had to throw out any votes that we knew that were fake or were from a duplicate account. So they had to readjust it, and Dane and Amanda only had half as many votes as they did before, but were still second place.
1: Should have been Neil and Kristen.
3: Like, Brian and Cynthia were great characters during the season, and so were seeming opie. Neil and Kristen, it's just a shame that, you know, the, the people who ended up winning at the end of the season were just the only characters that were a bit of a letdown right from the very start.
0: And I'd forgotten how much Brent and Sean were production's favourites.
3: Even before the season began, they were really hailing them in the preseason bios that were uploaded online and in the uh, promos.
0: They got ten different positive descriptions on on the bios.
1: Well, they end up be- they end up being like the like the only good team in the finale, so.
0: And they did contribute probably the highlight of Amazing Race in at least the past couple of years for me, which was Sean's repeated vomiting. Yes. In my
3: application video, a uh, very minor spoiler regarding my application video, one of my quotes in there is that Sean's vomit was more entertaining than the Voldemus and in all
0: 12 episodes combined. <laughs> <laughs> did you actually call them the Voldemus Salinis as well? Yes. Oh, good. Because oh. I'm pretty sure production are aware of that joke or that name
3: oh they are they are
0: because canada 3 was the first time that yat cast was really i suppose on the world stage of this sort of thing when someone decided to edit the amazing grace wiki repeatedly with gino and jesse's names taken out to the valda mussolini's to logan saunders and michael armstone yeah. to um what was the other one there was logan saunders and someone else as well jet mccoy jet mccoy from the cowboys mm-hmm. Huh. I believe we may have slightly egged that on, but we someone did actually get referred to as a cast pest on the edit notes, which, you know, I'm kind of proud of. It wasn't me, but, Ugh. you know,
1: it's hilarious. Stalkers aren't funny, Michael.
0: Uh, so in leg one, we were reminded that James Dutty is the worst, uh, and we also found out the one thing that Brian and Cynthia can't do, which is take a selfie because they're untrained.
3: They had that very dry sense of humor, pretty much all season long, that I always appreciated. Nobody really had it this ha- had that type of comedy before in Amazing Race Canada.
1: Cynthia looks like Laura Burnham.
3: Yeah, she does
0: a bit.
2: You
1: think?
3: Laura never gave Rupert a timeout though.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And also, Brian and Cynthia were actually very entertaining on Twitter, especially because when we started doing, or when I started doing the photo chops of posting the picture of her and Nick on the cargo net and doing the ghost image later on. They actually took that in quite good humour.
3: We actually got a lot of positive reactions from, well, pretty much almost every team across the three seasons except for maybe Lida from Amazing Race 26. <laughs> but everyone else was really was really chill and uh, and really enjoyed our commentary throughout the year.
0: Yeah, we were very, I suppose, hard on them preseason season because we didn't think they'd survive very long, and I'm happy to report that we were horrendously wrong. Uh-oh. It does happen occasionally. Uh, and at the Mentos task in South America, no one could find any D. And then we just start with Nick and Sabrina overload. The the, the blind football task. The time, Amore! The time! <laughs> and the Orange Julius task.
1: And somehow somehow surviving the double battle leg.
3: I was telling, actually, my, my brother who came into town, he's the one that he went to Europe and ran into the Israeli Amazing Race in Rome, and he, he just came into town a few days ago and showed me the the video of the Israeli task in Rome, and I was... I didn't know you ran into the Amazing Race. Yeah, this was just a few weeks ago, and back in November there, yeah.
1: This is news to me.
3: Yeah, like... He didn't tell us this. Yeah, like, it was... I verified it through reality fan forums saying that the Israeli Amazing Race was in Rome, so it was the same day that my brother and his wife were there. And it's actually the... hit My brother's wife, she's a huge Amazing Race fan, like, she's done urban races... In multiple cities in Canada before, and it was the second time she ran into the Amazing Race because the first time she was in London when the Amazing Race Seven was there about ten years ago. So it was just the second time that she was on vacation running into the Amazing Race. And anyways, I was telling him about Amazing Race Canada three because they don't have cable anymore, so they've they've sort of they've sort of fallen out of uh, watching the Amazing Race over the past year. So he just thought it was absolutely uh, nutty with the whole. Uh, being buried alive in the in the beach task there, and I told him about the French kayaker guy and just how intense that whole round was, and that like with Kristen being taken to the hospital, so he may end up looking up the Amazing Race Canada three uh, after he goes back home.
0: And of course, the best introduction to any location, which as you kind of mentioned, the French kayak guy, the
1: Ile de la Madeleine
0: from Sabrina. And Nick did feel like Patrick Swayze and Ghost in, uh, in Halifax. And as Logan said, the Sandcastle task was absolutely brutal. Yeah, they said
3: Nick, No, it was for Nick or Matt. I think it was a Nick that was buried in the sand, the wrestler. Um, he said that it was, uh, they mentioned this at the reunion show as well, but apparently Nick, not the Nick from Nick and Sabrina, but Nick and Matt from the wrestlers, he was, I guess he was shivering for about three hours straight after he was done with that roadblock. Like, everyone everyone was just hurting. Well, Simi and Opie had to, had to quit the double battle as well because of how cold they had gotten over the course of the day.
1: Who would have thought it would, have, it would get cold in Canada? Uh,
0: so, as we've mentioned, Canada 3 did introduce the first English-language version of the double battle, uh, where two teams he- face each other head-to-head in a task. The winner moves on, and the losers have to stay to face the next people. And if you are the final loser, then you have to turn over a an hourglass, borrowed from the yield board, and wait well, at which point you can get your clue.
2: It's pretty lackluster for me.
1: The first one really did fail because of the sandcastle. Well, as we know now, the sandcastle task.
0: I like it as a concept, but the execution wasn't good because if they looked at Israel's race, they could have seen how awesome some of the tasks that they can make the double battle be. Uh, like like facing off at strip poker in las vegas
1: i think one of the um the small miracles of this of the episode was like the leg format was pretty terrible we can all agree on that yeah but the episode itself was pretty hilarious
0: at least when they did the ridiculous double battle kayak hockey thing at least it was a non-elimination or a keep on racing
1: yeah that that leg needed a non-elimination slash keep on racing I mean, like, as an episode, it was quite funny, because it was Neil and Kristen's breakout, it was Simeon and Obi's breakout, it was Nick and Sabrina still doing stupid things, it was Brent and Sean's breakout, it was, like, a lot of people's breakout episode, where they, they either, like, became funny, started becoming funny, or, or you know, just their their story started to come to fruition, so, like, Brent and Sean.
0: Everything was ruined the week after, with the appearance of Alex Trebek, the crap fa- fast-forward, and then... Nick and Sabrina's heartbreaking elimination.
1: Pretty much, but it was good while it lasted.
0: And one of our positives for Canada 2 last year was the fact that they actually embraced the fast forward and made made there be three of them. And Canada 3 brought that back down to one. And it wasn't even a good one. It was, do this completely uninteresting task on television, then do a gross food challenge that's, you know, not the worst one they've ever done.
1: But they get to feed the national Canada's turtles. Isn't that amazing, Michael? It sounds like you don't like Canada, buddy.
0: At least Trebek... Um, couldn't even be bothered staying for the last couple of teams.
1: I can't remember who the last two teams were. Uh,
0: it was Nick and Sabrina obviously getting eliminated, and Dijon and Leilani, and Neil and Kristen in 6th.
1: So Dijon and Leilani were in 7th place? Yeah. Man, that's a heartbreaking final too.
0: Yeah, heartbreaking final 4 actually, because it was, it was Simeon Opie in 5th, Neil and Kristen in 6th, Dijon and Leilani in
1: 7th. Wow. Talk about a leg that has no, no benefit to anyone.
0: At least we had a CSI task. I'm going to be rubbish at this task because I, am, I know nothing about crime scene investigation.
1: <laughs> Wink. And don't forget, like, Chris, I'm laughing like a maniac throughout the whole thing. Squawking.
0: <laughs> I think pre-season with this, t- uh, with this cast, I actually had as high hopes as I had with Australia 2's cast. And it was just a bit of a letdown in that respect. If every episode would have been a heartbreaking illumination like Australia 2, then I could kind of get on board the season. But every elimination was a heartbreaking elimination with the exception of probably Susan and Sean, Dana and Amanda, Hamilton and
1: Michaela. And Max, Max and Elias for the rest of us.
0: Screw you, Ben.
3: <laughs> and not
1: all of us watch uh, UFC, is it? Yes. <laughs> not all of us watch UFC. Not all of us have has the ingrained history with, like, Canada or Canadian MMA fighters or whatever.
0: And then Trebek started the series of next five eliminations being horrible.
1: God damn you, Alex Trebek. It was like we had we had Christian doing well on on um, Jeopardy, and then we had to have like something else balance the universe out, like an entire terrible straight elimination straight string of eliminations for Amazing Race Canada, a show which he appeared on like tangentially.
0: Is it fair to say that that was one of the worst elimination runs of all time?
1: Well, you could like reverse eight to one, and you have a you know per- a perfect season there.
0: Well, yeah, in in that case, you'd have Gino and Jessica in eighth, which would be hilarious. Thank you,
1: extra back.
2: That would never happen though. Seriously.
0: Yeah, it was a Canada leg. If it would have been another international leg, yeah. it would have actually been fairly likely.
1: I of like the fast forward? They're gone. Like um, we can't eat bugs. That's it. that's on canadian See, so I'm I'm just I'm just like doing a generic a generic North American. There's no cockroach. maple
3: syrup on any of these cockroaches. I'm not that. I, what, where's the seasoning?
0: I'm out. But yeah, ima- imagine a final 3 of Nick and Sabrina winning, nearly Christian second, Brian and Cynthia third.
1: We should just like continue, we just we should just like rewrite the rewrite the end of the season <laughs> past the double battle, like making an alternate universe. Okay, so Genie and Jesse attempt the fast forward but fail because, you know, there's no maple syrup on the on the bugs. What's that about? It's on Canadian. And then like next like, I don't know, Nick and Matt end up going at We should just like who would who would have come in first if it wasn't for um Gina and Jesse. Nick and Matt. So they would have got there first. Their story would have added immediately to the next leg. Who
0: would have come in first on um, that leg? Um, well, the next one was Brent and Sean. Brent and Sean win. Because that was the amazing entrance to the mat. Him doing uh, The Exorcist. The Somersault. If you haven't watched Sean's entrance to the mat in, in a while, go back and rewatch it. It is still funny.
1: So, like, Brent and Sean would have won that leg. Nick and Matt would have come in last for, I don't know, like, um,.
0: They weren't far off, actually. Nick and Matt were fifth in that leg. If
1: it weren't, if it weren't, for, the, if it weren't for the penalties.
0: And then Dijon and Leilani won the the next leg.
1: And Brent and Sean were being eliminated that leg.
0: Yep, and then the leg after that was a non elimination which was Brent and Sean getting non eliminated and Nick and Matt winning the leg.
3: Is that with everyone screwing up the donation, where there was a donation board just like an Amazing Race 19, but every single team missed it, so it didn't affect placement because everyone just essentially cancelled each other out?
1: That's that. That's that. You know, um, generous Canadian spirit of theirs. <laughs> I'm gonna donate twenty dollars, Logan. Yeah, the
0: yeah, the paparazzi
3: is more generous <laughs> than the average Canadian citizen.
1: The American paparazzi, you know, greater than sign Canada.
0: So yeah, we we can ignore leg nine because that was another elimination. So the next one after that was Dijon and Leilani going home, and the Mussolini is winning the leg. Second place was Brent and Sean, so they would have gone already. Third place was Nick and Matt, they would have gone already. So fourth would have been Simeon Opie winning the leg, probably. Or if we're actually flipping everything, Nick and Sabrina would have won that leg. Yay! <laughs> Nick and Sabrina winning the Brains versus Braun detour. Actually, yeah, just flip, 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 flip everything, that'd be fun. And then Brent and Sean won leg 11 with Simeon Opie going home. So, you know, by that point everyone would have gone. So it would have been Brian and Cynthia winning that leg with Dijon and Leilani going home. And then after that, we would have had Nick and Sabrina winning the leg, uh, winning the final with Neil and Kristen in second and Brian in third.
1: And what a season that would have been. Not only would
0: it have been the best winners of the year, would have been probably my favorite winners of all time. It would have been the one of the funniest seasons of all time, probably.
1: Nick and Sabrina are good, but they're, but they're not Sophie Monk good.
0: No, I mean Amazing Race winners.
1: Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, it's like, look at the quality of this year.
0: Whilst I have seen the opinion that this has been a good year for Amazing Race bandied about, which is true, not a good year for winners. The winners have been horrendous. I mean, I love you, Kelsey and Joey, and you are my favourite winners of the year in terms of Amazing Race. But holy crap, you didn't have much competition.
1: Yeah, but that's sort of like, they, they're they the best, but sort of like, by default. Uh,
0: and we have quite a lot of questions about Amazing Race Canada 3. Eric Albert Erickson says, In Amazing Race Canada three, if Gino and Jesse had not erased their answers during the memory challenge, do you think Brent and Sean could have figured it out on their own? I well it would so. have made
1: a difference.
3: Yeah, it would have been it's kind of inconsequential to the season, but I assume Brent and Sean would have been able to figure that out. They just the race would have been over probably by the time they would have finished that task. Hell if Gino and Jesse could have figured it out, anyone could have. Gino and Jesse were actually good at tasks at that tasks like that though. Like they did weren't they the ones who pretty much figured out the Air Canada Distance Challenge before, when they were in Halifax.
0: Nick and Matt smoked them at that challenger, because that was the one where Gino and Jesse were fighting in the finale. Nick and Matt actually passed them right. at that task, despite the fact that they were probably about 20-30 minutes behind going into it. Uh, and Eric also says, If you could change the memory challenge from Major Maze Connor 3, what kind of memory challenge would you have in its place? To which I would answer, Literally anything else. It was a horrible, terrible memory challenge, because it wasn't a memory challenge.
1: Yeah, pretty much.
0: Yeah, that finale was a bit of a letdown. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Amazing locations,
0: but seriously terrible task, that one.
1: Might as well make it a candidate for, you know, the worst leg of the season.
0: Yeah, especially when you compare it to 27's finale, which is one of the best finales of all time.
1: And then, uh, I'd say the the best leg was the Argentina leg.
0: Any leg, basically, that featured Nick and Sabrina heavily.
1: Or Neil and Kristen heavily.
0: Or oh, Neil and Kristen, or oh, any entertaining characters, actually.
3: All the international legs were the best ones by default. And then if you had to rank... Because I almost feel like you have to rank the eight candle legs separately from the four international ones, because the quality just takes a huge uh, turn. So I would say all the candle legs of the Quebec one was by far the best. And then the worst one... Uh, well, you really? still have Nick and Sabrina and all that in Sudbury. So I think... And then, then you still have the South Elkanagan one, where you still have Dujon Leilani's crazy meltdown. So I guess the... Yeah, maybe the finale, yeah. finale would probably be the worst one, because at least you still have Cabotage and Edmonton, which, I mean, the rest of the leg was just awful, but at least there was Cabotage, which was entertaining
0: and hilarious on, on so many levels. Sudbury's a pretty good candidate for worst leg, because not only did we have a horrible elimination, but also there was a task that was literally visit the big nickel. It's the it's the point where you go, really? I know they spent a lot of money on this to get Amazing Grace to come to their town, but has anyone heard of Sudbury? Is anyone going to care about Sudbury? Probably not.
3: Even with $50,000 being spent on it?
1: But, you know, stay in Canada. Show off our rich nations, you know, provinces or suburbs. And Anthony Williams says, How come
0: people seem to think that taking penalties is a strategic move in Canada 3? Never noticed that in other seasons. Well, it was. It actually was a, a very decent move in some cases. Like, yeah, Nick and Sabrina dropped heavily thanks to the blind football task, but they survived.
3: By three minutes, though.
0: By three minutes, but they still survived.
3: Did any of the other penalties work out during Canada 3? I guess Dujan Leilani's is probably the prime example of that. Especially when the, their penalties were only like two hours, I think, when they took theirs, as opposed to the longer ones that some of the other teams took throughout the season. While with Neil and Kristen, they just waited too long to take their penalty when they should have just waited it out and worked with the other teams. That was another interesting part about Amazing Race Canada, actually, is that on some of the tasks that seemed impossible, that all of the bottom five or six teams would just feel sorry for each other, essentially, and just work together through a task that nobody was having fun with.
0: And Wayne Arthurson says, don't forget to mention Gort's appearance as an extra in uh, the Edmonton-like I thought you guys were going to take the piss out of him, but I guess you had more important issues to talk about, like Logan's man bun. Yeah, Gord was in the Edmonton like. He was, and drinking apple juice, apparently, rather than beer.
2: Apple juice with froth is a bit worrying.
3: Believe it or not, Gord and my dad fresh. have the same goatee. Really? Yeah, Gordon, and my dad have the exact same type of goatee.
0: Who has custody on weekends?
3: I don't know. I'm sure. I'm sure they'll figure it out. They have the. But yeah, they have the exact same goatee, which always kind of freaks me out.
0: So, anything to say about Canada three before we move on to our most recent memories?
3: Hopefully, it's better next year. Hopefully, they don't spend eight rounds in Canada because if they do. That's gonna suck because it became very apparent this season that they're clearly running out of places to visit. I never thought I would see, like, the smaller towns that are just a couple hours away from me in southern BC being featured all in one round. To see of Soyuz and uh, Penticton, I just never thought that would happen.
0: So, Amazing Race 27, which we literally finished like 10 days ago. Uh, so, continuing Major Race US's hot streak this season, combined at Nice Cast with awesome locations and. Unlike Canada 3, a decent boot order. Woohoo!
1: I can't really disagree <laughs> with that. The only disappointing early boots were probably, I don't know, Ernest and Jin, sort of? I don't know.
0: I mean, I'm not going to ask the question, what was the worst leg of the season? Because we all know it was the San Antonio de Areco one, which thankfully I missed. Um, but yeah, Africa onwards was amazing.
2: That was pretty just good. Just arriving in Africa to get spat on, that was just gold. <laughs>
1: they were racist in Africa. They They only spat on the white people.
2: And in different spots.
0: I don't think there's going to be any surprise with which teams we think were the best of the season.
1: Tiffany and Krista?
0: There's going to be four choices. It's going to be Tiffany and Krista, Justin and Diana, Logan and Chris, Denise and James Earl. So, did you like the changes that they made in 27? Stuff like having multiple keep on racings, no double rope no. on the final leg, the Relay Express Pass, uh, the three final memory
1: challenges. I didn't mind I like the Relay Express keep Pass. one
2: keep-on-racing. One, but not
1: Three. Well, they obviously did it because of the whole, you know, cut-and-budget thing, because some, someone couldn't get their Ford sponsorship.
0: However, if it's a choice between that or having a lackluster speed bump...
1: Or any speed bumps.
0: I mean, we got the handicap this season. Apparently, the speed bump returns next season, but...
1: Maybe they spent maybe they spent the entire budget on 28. Maybe. Tyler Oakley money. I mean, they like, they're going to a whole bunch of countries that they've, they've never gone to before, so...
0: But yeah, stars of the season. Denise, obviously. From her glorious entrance... See, I'm I'm just sort of writing what you would have written if you were doing the, um, the end-of-year poll this year. But from her glorious entrance into the Rio pit stop when she said she'd put lipstick on for Phil. Uh,
2: come on, start all the impressions.
0: <laughs> from her
2: begging
0: on the streets of Poland to her face when she got spat on to her face when she realised she had to jump off the bridge. She was everything. To her saying... Uh, that James Earl came out of her belly.
1: The sarcastic clapping. Which wasn't actually sarcastic, but where we like we like twisting the facts.
0: Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's what I'm an expert
3: at, quite frankly. Twist the truth as much as you possibly can, and somehow it will all work out.
0: And then it was accompanied by Logan and Chris, uh, not donating their all their money, fighting on every single
1: leg. And that's why I thought, like Logan and Chris in the final is probably like the... Best final leg performance ever in the history of the world. <laughs> Logan and Chris did anything. I love them. That specifically the final leg. Like you know, it's like a cavalcade of like moment after moment after moment. Like you know, there was like saying, um, "If we don't win, I hope I hope Kelsey and Jovian." No, I no, I don't because because that means we've lost. <laughs> and um, I'm not wearing my pants in the helicopter, and you know, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And then the fact
0: that they were actually working on finale day, so they've only just seen the finale like ten days later. Wow. They're they're in a Caribbean island, I believe, working.
3: I just read a I read a tweet online yesterday from Logan where she was saying that, well, I guess when Chris took off his pants, that I, I guess they were initially in trouble for that. And I guess they had to send out production to retrieve the pants for the fire department or something like that. Where I, I guess it was frowned upon for him to do that.
1: Imagine if New Yorkers were in the same as Canada, they'd be like getting death threats for like disrespecting the, the the proud, brave firefighters of New York or whatever. Or like 10 years ago. If this was on a season like 10 years ago. Oh, yeah.
3: If you, this, the. A New York fire department like that? Uh, Yeah, that that would not have gone over well at all.
0: And also Denise's rapping. Whoever tapped into the French rap scene for that task, just whichever producer was responsible for finding that task, needs a pay rise. Because that's the sort of task you need every season. Just a mountain of moments.
3: Ukrainian hip-hop switchback coming at you for Amazing
0: Race 28. Just from the gloriousness that was Kelsey and Joey's monogrammed hats.
3: And the way that they swung their hands in the whitest way possible when doing the rap was a highlight all on its own.
0: Today I had to say, I'm a white girl, I don't have swag. Oh, that task was just awesome. And Justin does have swag? Uh, and also, whoever came up with the slowest foot race in the world as well just deserves a pay rise.
3: Track stars can't win a foot race. How tragic.
0: Uh, on a slightly. Less awesome note, the balloon task in India will never be repeated again, ever. I think production learnt a massive lesson there.
2: A little bit dangerous. Just a little bit, a little bit.
0: And the Amazing Race 15 switchback of Are You a Candelabra? But the the season set two records with Justin Nadine as consecutive wins and Kelsey and Joey's consecutive second places as well, which always needs to
1: be mentioned. Yeah, they tied the record, didn't they? At least... Justin and Diana did. Yeah, Justin and Diana tied the record and Kelsey and Joey set the record,
0: both with five in a row.
1: Was there a record before them? Four.
3: Wonder if Nathan and Jennifer from Amazing Race 12 would have had the second place record.
1: Consecutively, maybe not, because like I know they they got it a lot, but I'm not sure if it was if it was like one after the other after the other. Uh, Linda
0: Pierce wants to know in Amazing Race 27, second to last episode where Tiffany and Krista were eliminated, how far behind were they from Justin and Diana? Just re-watched the episode and it only looked like minutes. If Tiffany and Krista's cab drove them to the pit stop in the first place, would they have
1: beaten Justin and Diana?
2: Apparently, I heard. I think it was Krista said online that they were. F- it was five minutes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was about five minutes.
1: Everyone was still at pit stop, so. Um,
0: and can any of you guys do an impression that isn't Chris as well?
2: <laughs> no. No.
1: Nope. Uh, I, I
2: don't Cindy, do impressions. I, have
0: Cindy, I have a Cindy and Rick impression that
3: goes something like this. That's my Cindy and Rick impression.
0: <laughs> There's not nearly enough cursing in uh, Vietnamese there, Luke.
2: Uh... <laughs>
3: You're making mess. No, no, no. I'm not going to. I can't do a Cindy and Rick impression away at the bus stop. Oh, my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> How long did we watch them at the bus stop?
0: Oh, it was 10 minutes, easily. That was literally the only footage I found
1: of t- Cindy and Rick okay, in seven episodes.
2: That was Other the, than the worst line. part of the season, having to watch them at that bus stop.
1: Don't forget when Rick did the Kylie Jenner challenge. Yeah, true. You guys don't even know what it is, do you?
0: I do. It's no, the. I, uh, I, I, isn't it. Cre- you create a vacuum with a glass, don't you?
2: Apparently.
0: Also, I've just realised Logan off of Chris and Blair off of Haley should be best friends because Logan's favourite thing to do is paddleboard in her backyard canals, and that's how Blair gets to his boat. <laughs> Uh, and 2015 was also the year that, as we mentioned earlier in the podcast, that we branched out into interviewing former racers. And we've done three this year. Logan and I did an interview with Joe and Bill from Emerging Race 1 and Real All-Stars in January. Uh, then Ben and Michelle did Cat and Jesse's interview in March. And then Logan and I did uh, Mike and Rose in uh, May.
1: That was all this year?
0: That was all this year, yeah.
1: Wow, time does fly. It does. We did the Joe and Bill interview about
0: eight days i want to say after the last year in review. uh so we've already mentioned some of the stories from the mike and rochelle one i will put all the links everywhere um if you want to go back and listen to any of these over the christmas break but shall we talk about kat and jesse's one because you know i love it so much i was listening back to it today because it's just awesome
1: my favorite part was when they when they're like um not would well, then say not with words but with like very solid implications that ashley and jared were assholes <laughs> I believe the exact words they used
0: because I did listen. I've listened to the first hour and a half again today. Was that uh, Ashley was very open to working with them, but Jared wasn't open to working with anyone. That was Cat and Jesse's way of saying that. Yes, <laughs> but I love the story of when they're in Namibia with the wildlife.
2: I like the story about them going to their doctor and asking for immunizations. And yeah, where are you going? Uh, we don't know. What do you need? Just, just just, give us them. Just give us all the immunisation.
0: What you might have heard was give me a lot of immunisations. What I actually said was give me all the immunisations I need. Please and thank you. And with the Joe and Bill podcast, we found out how they were very nearly the first ever boots when they left a passport in the bookstore at JFK. And we also heard from Frank about how they tried to lump... Team guido with all the drinks in india
3: yes making them pay for the bill at the hotel with the limited funds that they
0: had yeah so it's a little holidays project shall we say uh, that you can go back and listen to all three of those interviews and hopefully there will be more coming very soon
2: i can't wait to do justin and diana can't wait
1: <laughs> out of context quote there Michelle. <laughs> yes <laughs> okay okay
0: karen braddle So, some more generic questions. Uh, What were the easiest and toughest legs of the year from David Bindley?
2: Would the toughest be, one of the toughest be when they had to lie in the sand and, I don't know, that day was really a hard day.
1: The leg, though, not just a task.
2: Yeah, yeah, the whole leg.
3: Yeah, I think the Quebec one needs to be a contender for number one for out of the whole year, I, I believe.
1: Do you know what I heard? I heard an unaired task was that to actually face the uh face the referee in, in a um, in a political debate about the worthiness of Quebec and reigning in Canada.
3: <laughs> yeah. uh, I told my brother about that too, that the Quebec referee yoga guy who was threatening to sue the show was also a separatist. Like you, you, you can't write that stuff yourself.
0: <laughs> no, not, <laughs> that, not sue that them. Just happens. Sue them for millions of dollars. Dollards. That's what he put yes. in the original first. The I ones.
3: still have all the screen caps of his, uh, of all of his threats to the Masonry's Canada on my computer.
0: <laughs> and a friend of the show, Mark Dial, says, like I'll hate repeat races in the event of another All-Stars, unfinished business, or second chances season, who would you like to see back from 26 and 27 and Canada 3 for Canadian All-Stars, and why? And who do you think producers would bring back in the case the two lists are different?
2: Well...
1: Hayley and Blair coming back.
0: Yeah, Hayley and Blair are 100% coming back.
1: They want to come back? that would be crazy not to have them back?
2: Yeah, I've heard I heard Hayley said she, they'd be happy to.
1: I think Haley
0: would love the chance to race with Blair again. And
3: Justin and Diana saying, are
2: coming back.
0: And clearly
3: neither of those, you know, with Haley and Justin, both aren't scared about all of the hate mail they got on social media throughout the course of this year.
1: They can, they can bond and form an alliance on the
0: race. Oh, can you imagine a glorious alliance of Brooke and Claire, Justin and Diana, and blair and Haley just running the season
1: but like america doesn't hate brook and claire
0: no but can you imagine that final three that would be probably the best final three of all time
1: brook and claire were like 10 seasons ago everyone's already forgot about them according to the producers at least yeah well,
0: although it's funny that you mentioned that they weren't
3: hated at all because when i was doing the Amazingary 17 blogs when i was looking up the like recaps and stuff online of what other what some of the other people were saying in the comments section, there's a lot of hate directed towards Brooke and Claire through the first few episodes. Because Brooke weird. was too loud. That was their complaint, is that Brooke was too loud and that nobody would be that loud normally. Which is like, that's a stupid criticism.
0: <laughs> Having said that, people still haven't forgotten about Brooke and Claire purely because I was watching the soup finale. Or I paid the soup, it was awesome. And they did replay the Claire watermelon clip again. So people are still thinking about them.
3: It might The watermelon might be more famous than Claire herself, though. The watermelon might be on the Mason Race thirty, but not but not Claire and Brooke, unfortunately.
0: I do remember um hearing an interview with Brooke and Claire where they said that people do come up to Claire in the supermarkets and ask her to sign watermelons for them.
3: Yeah, apparently yeah, they still do that to this day, I guess. So maybe she is more famous than uh than we give her credit for.
0: Which teams could you see coming back for a Canadian All Stars? Well
1: know uh,
0: that... Gino and Jesse? Hell no.
1: Dana and Amanda? Hell no. <laughs> They're Canada's favorites, Michael. That's
3: the
0: thing. That's going
3: to be the tricky part if Canada ever does a season of All-Stars or Returnees because that's the the same thing with Big Brother Canada too is that neither franchise has had an All-Stars version yet, but yet we're all so in tune with how reality TV works that you just assume that they have to do one eventually. So it's interesting to see how Canadian producers try to attempt to put together a cast of returning players. Are they going to go by all the fan votes and just even if the they know the cast will be boring, if they just go strictly by who won the Petro Canada Fuel Your Favorite of the season, or are they going to go with who they think was entertaining during filming, even if that goes against
0: the popular vote? I suspect that they'll have the same sort of idea as Big Brother All Stars, where they say, "Look." We've got some of your fan favourites back, but we've also got some interesting people. That would be my suspicion of what will inevitably happen in probably two years, i guess, with Canadian All-Stars.
3: Yeah, that's the uh, interesting yeah. part, though, is that they just have that level of inexperience where they may not know exactly what to do with the names that they've built over the past several years.
0: I would say that we are probably likely to see a heavy Canada 3 presence in, that all, in an All-Stars. I wouldn't be surprised if we get three or four teams back from that cast.
3: When would All-Stars Canada be, though? Are you thinking, like, Season 6?
0: Yeah. Because the rumour has always been 6 with Canada All-Stars, because they have the rights of 5 with an option to do an All-Stars at 6. It's what I've heard.
1: And if, say, they decide to actually go overseas for most of the season next year, how much this, how much of the teams from the first three seasons do you think will actually dominate again?
0: Ooh. Um, I think Jet and Dave would probably do very well, and they would obviously get invited back for any canadian all-stars but the thing with with jet and dave though i may have to
3: challenge that because the one with the first season of course they didn't travel outside of the country at all but the one the one semi-international leg that they did have was that chinatown leg where they had a bit of a language barrier with some of the tasks and jet and dave were very very close to being eliminated in fact the only reason they weren't eliminated is because he still had uh Jamie and Pierre are still in the mix with being hours behind on, on their uh, flight.
0: Yeah, to be fair, having been to Vancouver's Chinatown, I'm not sure I'd want to spend that much time in there either. I think Canada 2 will probably have a fairly heavy presence as well. I think, well, we'll probably see Natalie and Megan come back. Um, I'd prefer Alain and Andre over Dijon and Leilani because I think they're similar demographics in that, similar ideas in that demographic.
1: Would Hal and Joanne come back? <laughs>
0: What to tarnish their legacy even more, hopefully. The only way I would
3: want to see Body Break back is if they have them pitted against Holly and Brett. Otherwise, the relationship just doesn't work and doesn't really make sense to bring them onto an all star version.
0: I'll have a USA versus Canada season and bring Justin and Diana into the mix as well, given Hal's comments. Um, so, we will finish up the questions with Anthony Williams. He says, "If there were a 2015 All Stars with teams from 26, 27, and Canada Three, who would you cast just from these seasons?"
1: So an All Star, an All Star season, just from these three? All right. Uh, me, I'll, I'll just pull, I'll put down my short list. Haley and Blair. Damn, that's hard to choose from 26. Okay, let's say Jeff and Jackie, Mike and Rochelle. and ultimately be Matt and Ashley from Canada Three. Damn, narrowing down everyone from from eighth to third place is hard. Nick and Sabrina, Dijon and Leilani, if they do it again. Brent and Sean, and twenty-seven. I uh, Tiffany and Krista, Denise and James Earl. Damn it, No Logo and Chris. Uh, Justin and Diana, and uh, I don't know if it's, a second, if it's a second chance. Let's just put Jin uh, there. I I
3: agree with that. I think that's a pretty solid I, list. Yeah,
2: I like that list.
1: I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna, like, um, I remember, I know, like, uh. On the, li- on the on the on the Facebook live stream that Michelle was mentioned in by Justin and Diana, so, well she is an oslot. <laughs>
2: hey, I,
1: rem- I remember just I remember Justin and Dinah and um and Tanner and Josh were both joking about how um how their rival they'd like ri- their rivalry on All Stars. I wouldn't mind seeing t- uh, Tanner and Josh are probably one of the more bearable male teams we've had this year. I'd say they're probably like apart from Brendan and Sean, who are my favourites, are probably the most bearable. I don't think they'd be asked back though. That's the thing. Uh yeah, probably the joy principle though. I mean, if it was next year, they'd be asked back.
3: It's kind of crazy though that that season thirty will. There's got to be more than likely to feature a bunch of returning players.
0: Let's hope they learnt their lessons from uh, twenty four. I doubt jet it. Jet will come <laughs> back for a fourth time.
2: No. <laughs>
0: Amazing race, fans versus favourites. Ten new teams and Jet and Cord. <laughs> Anything else to say about this year's seasons? I think we really covered the year. Before we launch into the announcement that I've been teasing for weeks on social media.
1: Have we covered everything this year? I think we covered everything this year. Yeah. Anything everyone else wants to add, maybe, possibly? So are you ready for a, a bombshell? It's going to be as big as a, Christmas as a date night?
0: It's going to be better than a yummy dinner with a mummy. <sighs> oh my god. It might even top the prospects of having a, du- a double date night in a Munich Observatory with Phil Cogan and the Greeter.
3: Will it be even better than no self-drive legs for a whole season? Speaking of which, do you guys think that the US version will not do any more
0: self-drive legs? No, I I think they'll get back into doing self-drive legs when someone sponsors them again.
2: They need somebody. Quick.
1: Do you think think anyone sponsored them for 28?
3: Even Canada had enough money to do self-drive legs, but the American version didn't.
0: How sad is that?
1: Pretty sad. So, a bombshell. We've probably built that way too much.
0: If this was on television, we'd have, like, the lights dimming in the studio, some sort of sting.
1: Okay, we're still building out too much, Michael. Get on with
0: it. So over the past hundred and five podcasts, the five of us have covered nine seasons of reality television and over 150 hours of episodes. Some of the contestants we've loved, some we've hated, and some we've had to defend. Our love of both these shows and certain characters is very well documented, and in 2016, we've decided to branch out. (laughs) From January 2016, the Our Team Number podcast will change. From January 2016, the Our Team Number podcast will return to just covering Amazing Race. No Big Brother Canada for this podcast next year. As Reality TV Warriors launches, all five of us will return, as well as some new faces and new voices joining us to cover more shows. Shows like Hell's Kitchen, Survivor, and maybe even some non-English offerings. will be joining the regular schedules from next month. You'll still be able to find all our recaps in these usual places, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, and on YouTube. There'll just be a new site to go with it.
1: So yeah, mark that down. We are next year. We're not just the YTN cast. We are will be RTV Warriors.
0: And the URTMN podcast will still exist. It will still be the home of all your amazing race opinions. We'll just be adding some more to the family. And what those are, we will confirm in the new year.
3: That was a bombshell.
0: I think everyone's a bit gobsmacked at that. No one knew it was coming. Nobody's saying anything.
3: I'm speechless. I am speechless right now.
0: (laughs) But yeah, there's no need to worry. None of us will be disappearing. None of us will be doing... Any less bitching about 28 teams? Let's be honest. Oh, we no, might th-
2: disappear of- if someone gets on a, a race or a reality show somewhere.
1: Yeah, I was about to say that. None, none of us are disappearing for a month to like go overseas to like go overseas and help with charities or anything.
0: Not, not that I know of. Not that I know of. None of us will disappear yet. And if any of us were to disappear, they would need to tell me before the season starts so that you can be credited as a guest here.
3: Duty calls eventually.
0: So on that literal bombshell. Is there anything else to add?
1: I think we need to have someone look up the definition of literal.
0: That's literally (laughs) a bombshell.
1: Literally. So, thank you very much for joining us. We will be back
0: as part of the Reality TV Warriors next year. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate the episodes on iTunes. If you want to see what we're rambling we'll about over Christmas and the New Year, you can tweet us directly at Yakcast or individually at MJHalmstone, at LogsuperCocky, at Bear333333, at Think one y and at Smith, all of which is built in the descriptions everywhere. And finally, if you want to catch up on any of the interviews you may have missed over the break with Michael Michelle from Major Race 26, Joe and Bill from Major Race 1, and Cat and Jesse from Major Race Australia vs New Zealand, all of those are available on iTunes. Thank you, and have a wonderful Christmas and New Year.
2: Merry Christmas and a Happy Racing New Year. Happy
0: holidays,
1: because I'm non-denominational.
3: Hashtag 250, hashtag Yencast, hashtag reality TV Warriors.
2: Peace. Peace out. Eight out. Bye. Logan.